With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello, and welcome to the AL Cleanup Crew, a D&D live play podcast. Tonight, the party continues on the adventures based on Out of the Abyss. Play almost every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to watch live, join us at twitch.tv slash rallysecurity. What will happen this week to our brave adventurers? We will find out in this episode of Out of the Abyss. So, um, I'm running this on a, a little micro droplet on, uh, wow, I can't even remember the name of it, whatever the provider is that I'm using right now. So if anybody notices any lag or anything, uh, digital ocean, that's what it is. Huh? Droplets. Okay. So if anybody notices any lag or anything, let me know. Cause I think I can just like increase the droplet size and it will just, you know, magically expand. I probably will have to restart the server, but either way. Cool. Um, okay. Should be able to speed things up, but for now it's on like the smallest, cheapest, like you know, uh, the the thing. So we'll uh, we'll see if this works. Nice. All right. So I can't control uh, my fly. Not sure if that's uh, something I should worry about right now. The fly. Shoot for I the tailor. I Aha. No, I do see that. Yep. Uh, there you go. Now you should be the owner. Are you able to move the fly? One moment. Yes, I am. All right. So you should be all set. It looks like everybody's moving things around, so that's perfect. Um, everyone is able to do that. Um, uh, okay. So I'm going to put this here. All right. So who wants to do the recap for last session for where we were? Leaving Neverlight Grove. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I feel kind of obligated since I, I ran the last one. I'm, I'm happy to do so if, if no one else wants to. Sure. All right, so let's see. So the party um, entered the Garden of Welcome and uh, confronted Yesterbrod, I believe it was called, the, the uh, morphed fungal creature that um, attacked you all. And after destroying it uh, and some of its allies from the Circle of Masters, uh, along with Serith becoming one of the fungal creatures as well, um, everyone witnessed this wedding procession. That was a, a wedding rehearsal between uh, the the queen um, uh, Zug, Zugmoit. It took me a minute. I believe it, uh, she was called, um, as well as uh, another uh, the great body. Uh, this vast network of fungus throughout the Underdark. And uh, you learned uh, that with them combined, that could pose some great danger to the Underdark. Um, and coming up upon that great tower, uh, you came face to face with Zugmoit herself. Um, and fearing the, the madness within, everyone quickly escaped before getting too involved. Um, but along with the Sovereign Basidia and some of the circles that followed them, uh, the Neverlight Grove was split into two, and you escaped along with some of the fungal creatures, the Myconids, uh, while the rest were left behind with this uh, great creature. And now everyone is headed 
uh, to the next near city where they are still seeking an escape from the Underdark. Oh. And now we're, we are traveling. Yep. So you are traveling. So uh, kind of piecing yourselves back together uh, after witnessing that horrible uh, wedding and, and everything else, uh, making your way... No? Okay. Uh, making your <laughs> way... <laughs> I just I want to pause, you know, for any anyone who wants to take advantage of the opportunity. Um, so, uh, traveling through the Underdark uh, for several days, uh, meeting back up with, with Raka, and uh, foraging for food. What kind of pace uh, are we traveling at as you're leaving uh, Neverlight Grove? Um, so, Lydia, um, I, I should just mention that um, Raka has been um, kind of staying at the outskirts of Nevergrove. She hasn't been with the party, just kind of keeping guard, doing her own thing. And um, she's got this interesting new chitinous armor on her. And by the way, she hasn't met Roger yet. She's this seven foot tall orc that's just this massively imposing um, creature. And she's got these, uh, the, uh, this great axe at her side. Um, and Raka is going to suggest, um, I think we should probably move quickly, at least maybe to start. I'm uh, worried about all these drow and the, the creatures we're running from. Do you think uh, they are catching up to us? I don't know. I, d I know we just went at a pretty regular pace last time, but uh, with all of these battles we've been in, I I don't know. It's it's uh, We don't have to, but... Uh, Maybe it would help. And for for normal, but uh, if anyone else wants to do anything, yeah, I mean, hell yeah! So if we think we can go the way, then we should probably follow it. Um, blink once if you think fast. Blink twice if you think normal. That uh, gopher. Lee, I'm telling you, he's going to go slower. You can probably just crawl if you want to. I think he said he wanted to crawl. <laughs> hey, you may as well. So blink three times for slow. <laughs> I, I guess out of character. Uh, gopher blinks three times, then looks at you like questioningly, like, is there something else that I'm... Is that all? <laughs> Well, we have one vote for every speed. Uh, but... Roger attempts to blink twice, but his eyes don't quite close at the same time, so it almost looks like you know one, then the other, the one, then the other. <laughs> you know, you should probably get that looked at when we uh, stop uh, at the next city. Uh, that, I believe, is a medical issue. Uh... I've been like that my whole life. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the, the, the blinking. The, the, the eyes not quite closing at the same time. Coordination. 
I'm not a medical doctor, but uh, I, 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 I dabble. With my minus one in medicine. <laughs> Jim Jar just kind of looks at Vigor and, and says, "Wait, you're, you, you dabble, but you're, not, what does that even mean?" I mean, look at all these wonderful creatures I've created. This is all, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's medical science, you know? Oh, yeah, you're like playing God. I think it's like when you give a kid a toy and they take it apart and they put it back together and there's some extra pieces left over. <laughs> I, I think that's him in medicine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> are, are your creatures alive? <laughs> Do they breathe? Oh, um, well, um, yes, that's a question, um, for the, um, well, uh, I think the Eldritch uh, Cannon is considered an object by most people. I think it has its own, uh, uh, identity, though. Rocka starts walking away. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like we agree on a normal pace is what I'm hearing. At a medium pace, yes. <laughs> As the great prophet Sandler said, at a medium pace. Adam, medium pace. Adam, medium pace. All right, so here we go at Adam, medium pace. Um, all right, very good. So uh, you spent several days traveling, um, various foraging minor encounters with various uh, wildlife and things that uh, live here in the Underdark. Um, uh, But about four days... About one day later, (laughs) as you're traveling... Wait, why am I rolling as Vigor? Yeah, I don't know. You have Vigor selected. Uh, I've got everyone selected, but... Mm, okay. Let me just do that. Okay, so that should help with that. Um, so a, a day into your travels, you're traveling through uh, this section that looks like it used to maybe be like a crevasse that opened up to, uh, to the surface. Um, but at this point, looking around, it's caved in and it's uh, it's been tunneled out and through, and that's what you're traveling in, but clearly no longer able to access the surface from here. But what you do see is... Hey, Riley? Yes. Did you want to talk about the safety tools really quick? or? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, thank you. Uh, so our friends, the safety tools... Uh, over here will uh, provide helpful information for me as we're as we're playing uh, if uh, someone has something uh, the content that is bothering uh, them or if there's uh, an issue with a player then uh, playing one of these safety tools uh, will let me know and then we can take a five minute break and handle whatever uh, that situation is and then figure out where to go from there Uh, so let's see. Is there anything else that we need to need to cover before we get to this? Nope. Nope. Okay. 
All right, so we're good. All right, so um, as you're traveling, uh, Rakta, you uh, put a hand on some stones to kind of look ahead, and the the stonework on the side of this tunnel that you're traveling through just kind of crumbles away um, and reveals a part of a door. And then as as that happens, there's like the clattering of stone and, and some rumbling. And uh, you all hear in your heads a soft v- feminine voice uh, that suddenly and faintly says, Hello? Is, is someone there? Oh, please, I, I need your help. I've been tracked in the dark for so long, so very long. Please, won't you help to free me? Everyone, there's a voice. We, I hear something. He- Hello, can can you hear us? Ooh, it's a damsel in distress. I love rescuing them. Uh, maybe it's uh, your 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 uh, lady that you're looking for. Oh, yeah. It's, let's go. Let's go. And it's Roger Jessica Rabbit, maybe. Or that was her name, right? Jessica, yes. No. Mm. Is your name Jessica? Rocco kind of calls back out to the voice. Um, my name's not Jessica, but uh, please, won't you help to free me? <laughs> Roger, screeching, screeching, stop. You can see the dust come up from the bottom of his feet. He's like, this is a trap. It's not Jessica. <laughs> <clears throat> but... What if they have gifts for us? Maybe if we help, they will reward us. They might have toys. Oh, I could use some new toys. Um, perhaps, uh, does the voice... Could I make a perception sound? Sorry, perception check to see if... I can tell from the tone if it's uh, someone who's being honest or someone who's being deceitful. This is uh, a weird perception check. I've never asked for like this kind of perception thing? check. Yeah, well, it says your wisdom perception lets you spot here and otherwise detect the presence of something. I guess that would be the presence. Maybe it'd be more mm-hmm. of an insight thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, it would be an insight check. Okay. Well, could I make an insight check? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Raleigh, you're rolling to the entire group, so we just saw you rolling for an aggravating bat. Yeah, I'm not sure why I rolled. Hmm. Yep, yep. Well. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> a three? Uh... Um, <laughs> hard to tell. <laughs> It looks safe. Uh, where are you, a uh, voice that we hear in our heads? Like, uh, where should we dig or whatnot? There, there's a door right here I uncovered. Oh, are you behind the door? Yeah, you get the sense that the, the voice was coming from behind the door. D- does the door appear to be locked? Is there, like, a handle to it? Um... 
so the door appears to be a 10-foot... Well, so what, what's uncovered is just, like, uh, the very beginnings of this door. Do you, do you uncover the rest of it? Yeah, yeah, Rocka will, will start messing with it. All right, it's pretty easy for Rocka, and uh, very quickly Rocka uncovers a 10-foot by 10-foot slab of solid marble uh, encased uh, in a thin layer of beaten bronze. Uh, the bronze is turned green with age, um, but there is uh, an emblem on. Uh, so the doors are uh, pretty big, uh, but there's an emblem on it. So if anyone would like to, you can give me a history check. You would like to investigate it too. You sure? Go ahead and investigate. We're just waiting on that investigation check. Yeah, for some reason that's not going through. Let me do it. I'm seeing everything move up, so it looks like yeah, strength have a roll come in. Well, I was yeah. I was deleting a couple of things. Just cleaning up chat. Hmm. Deleting that aggravating bat or whatever it was called. <laughs> that's uh, Gopher's familiar. Yeah. For some reason, it's not up. It doesn't look the same way it does on my D&D Beyond. Yeah, this has got me at level five. Shoot. Did you update to level six? I'm on level six on D&D Beyond. All right, so we'll just do a quick import. Update near... What do you want to be your... Oh, it doesn't have a primary resource. Gophers, very much a stabber. No resources used. What? So when you import, there's resources that you can populate on your character sheet. So like resource one, two, and three. Uh, For other people, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they've got an action surge or, you know, something like that that we'll we'll put there. Um, But nope, nope, gophers, pretty straightforward. Just, Just stabbing things. Um, so hopefully now, yeah, it looks like level six. So nice. And that was, uh, and what were you investigating for on the door? Um, those symbols to see if there's anything, uh, peculiar about them. Okay. Yeah, they don't, there's no runes or anything. It just appears to be like a symbol that was kind of, uh, it, let's see, it's, uh, thin layer of beaten bronze. So this would have been like kind of an emblem that was kind of like uh, hammered into the door. So like uh, an emblem was was created and then just hammered in. So there's an inlay of it. Doesn't look magical. Um, pretty pretty straightforward. Doesn't the door does not appear to be trapped or anything like that. So. You take a pretty good look, and it just it looks like a door. Um, for everyone else, we had uh, 12, 12, and 14 for a history check. Um, the Netherese Empire is pretty easy to tell. Um, so you can see that it has the emblem of the Netherese Empire. Uh, let's see if I can find a symbol of that real quick. Or maybe somebody knows. 
can't remember what the... I don't know that symbol. <laughs> nope. All right. We'll just keep moving. But it's the symbol of the Netherese Empire. Uh, but this one, uh, Raka, uh, you've seen this before, but this one has a couple of changes to it. Maybe like a personalized seal for uh, Netherese, uh, like a specific city or noble or something like that. Mm. This looks very ancient, but particular. I wonder if this was some sort of notable location. Well, it, it looks safe enough. Should we go in? Oh, yes, definitely. Nethrees. Nethrees were great magicians and wizards, and oh, they, they probably have some very good stuff behind this door. Exciting, at least looking interesting. Do, do we see a discernible way to open the door? Yep. It's going to require some strength to open. It is a heavy, tight-fitting door. Mm-hmm. Um, there does appear to be like an inlay for like uh, someone to pull it open, but it appears to be uh, stuck, at least for the moment. Well, I can certainly volunteer my services here. R- Rocco would like to try to grip onto the, the handle and push. All right, go for it. Um, I'm trying to remember if I get strength uh, advantage for anything, but I don't think so. Uh, 16 is enough. And you're able to uh, lever, lever, open the door. Thanks. All right. So we'll uh, we'll move on in. Does anyone not go in? Mm, No, I'll go in. All right. Everyone goes in, I assume. So we'll move on over to here. And let's see. We've got a gopher. We've got a Raka. We've got Roger and a Vigor. And everybody's familiar with this stuff. All right. Awesome. So you step inside. And I need to remember this. Uh, let's see. Do we, is this table notable with anything in particular? Yes. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you if you're, if you're talking there. Yes, it is. So you walk into this, uh, what appears to be some sort of entrance. You can see there's a staircase beyond, uh, empty stone torch sconces flank a dusty staircase that descends 20 feet, uh, to a landing, um, set into the, uh, well, we'll get there. So the room that you're in. There is a stone diorama to the right of the entrance, or the south, uh, and it uh, depicts something. And then to the north, you can see that uh, there is some sort of uh, uh, vista to the north. I'm not interested in the picture, so I'll stand over here. <laughs> Egorn will go and look at the vista. If uh... What do you say was on the south wall here? Uh, so the south wall uh, is uh, a stone diorama. Oh, dolls. Let's play with the dolls. <laughs> sure. So you see uh, what looks like um, uh, a Netherese noble 
in her prime, surrounded by attendants and other trappings of wealth and power. Appears to be some sort of magic user. Roger reaches for the figure of the Netherese noble. She's pretty, almost as pretty as Jessica, and picks it up. All right, it is carved into the stone. <laughs> oh. It's a diorama, usually pick things up. She looks kind of like you, Vigorn. Uh, I don't think uh, the Netherese were uh, elves of any sort. You are, are are you wearing fancy robes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what you're wearing. <laughs> I just assumed uh, in my mind you were probably like a like a old lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> lab coat, nice. Never mind. You don't look anything alike. My mistake. Is so? Is there kind of some? You said there's some sort of vista on the north wall. There is. Yep. Um, you can see. Um, a vista of fantastic floating cities covers the wall to the north. Hmm. Uh, would I recognize the city from my readings, or is it just uh, just a city? Yeah, from your from your history checks as a group, you all would know that uh, the Netherese Empire was famous for their uh, flying cities. Does the building we're in look like it's been falling apart, or, or does it look pretty intact? Um, it I'm looks... just curious if it looks like it's been picked up and moved around, or if it's been here. Yeah, it it looks. Uh, hmm. It looks fairly well intact. Okay. Um, give me give me a perception check though. All right. Uh, since we're we're thinking about this, um, could I guess that this uh, city is? Uh, well, sorry, I haven't read this. <laughs> I don't know if this is a city or not. Can I guess that this location that we are in is now a part of, uh, or was a floating city? Like, are we in uh, part of the floating city? Um. So looking around, it does look like magically worked stone. Um, definitely very different than the Underdark area of unworked stone, rocks, and, and debris that you were just traveling through. Um, so the stonework is definitely different and magically formed. Uh, beyond that, uh, Vigorn, it sounds like you're trying to put some things together. So give me just like a raw intelligence check. And if anyone else would like to do the same, feel free. Raw intelligence check. I'd, I'd assume that as a group, you all are talking through and, and thinking about this. Raga's not going to bother thinking too hard, but she, she does admire the craftsmanship with her carpentry background and the, and the stoneworking. Yeah, 13 probably not going to buy me anything. Was anyone helping V. Gordon? Uh, would anyone like to help me as we discuss this? <laughs> so I could change it to a 22 instead of a 13? <laughs> I mean, Rock has been admiring the stone, so sure she could um, kind of, and was trying to deduce if this was a flying city as well. 
Okay. Yeah. So I, I think based on the checks that you've made, the the kind of observations that you've all had in talking through this, um, you know that the Netherese Empire um, had floating cities, and there's a vista of it very clearly. So um, you can you can see that they had flying cities. Um, looking around. Um, this definitely was a flying something. Whether it was a city or something else, it's hard to tell just yet. If it's a city, you're, you're at the entrance of it, but you'd have to explore further to kind of figure out what it was. Is that like a torch sconce or something right there? Yes, those are the empty torch sconces. Oh, I see Rocco saying no We uh, go further in? Oh, sure. Go further but, in. Well, now I'm curious about the torch sconces. Like, we need to light them. <laughs> Roger will take his torch and put it in the one right next to him. All right. Now there's. Now it's not an empty torch sconch. It has a torch in it. Oh, Rocco's going to put one in the other. All right. Now there's a torch in each. <gasps> no secret. No secret door. <laughs> are they no. lit or are they just torches? Oh, uh, lit. The one Rogers is lit because he'd be blind otherwise. All right. As you put the other torch in. Some rock falls, but uh, that's about it. <sighs> You're right, Rocco. Something did happen. <gasps> a rock. It is an omen. Well, it wouldn't fall by itself. It means something moved. We should be careful. I will watch our backs. Wait, uh, you're not going to take the front? I, I, I'll take the back. Well, I mean, if you are scared, of course. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> but watch our back. Mine has a cute little fluffy tail. <laughs> it is pretty cute. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, we can keep going. All right. So I'll as miss you, you torch. as you descend the dusty staircase, descending about twenty feet to a landing, ahead you see uh, set into the back wall of the landing is a stone, and it has some markings and etchings on it. Oh, it's a clue. Mm. Can anyone read? Oh, I can read some, but I don't know if I can read this. I, I can I read another investigate it. Uh, we can do an investigation check, uh, maybe intelligence checks, arcana checks. I don't know. Not really more investigation than arcana. It's not really magical. You can see that it's just worked stone. Okay, I'll do an investigation if that's allowed. Sure, yeah. Wow, I'm rolling awesome tonight. Getting all my bad rolls out. Nice. Hey, hey. so Gopher. Everyone, <laughs> I don't know why Gopher. Uh, maybe Gopher <laughs> knows. But uh, as everyone's looking at these etchings, and it looks kind of like a circle. Um, 
and there are spokes off of it, and some of the uh, spokes are uh, like wider and longer. Um, it's kind of hard to tell what it is for the rest of you, but for Gopher, you're looking at it, and you see some words, and there's some symbols next to them that are faded, and you kind of rub your hand along the symbols and uh, you know wipe away the dust and debris um, and you can see the symbols look like um, some of them are little like uh, uh, I don't know pictogram or something like that just little symbols of like wheat and snow uh, you know harvest and other things and you put it together you think this is a calendar for the netherese empire And with that roll, with that roll looking at it, um, the stonework, uh, the the calendar is basically set to uh, a little over like 2100 years ago. I know I could try to explain this to the party with uh, Gopher, but I'll just say that, uh, you know, out of character, I explain it because who wants to wait through that? (laughs) (laughs) And with my r- roll of an 11, I like got distracted by looking at this calendar. Maybe I was like focusing on uh, the the the, uh, the harvest sickle or something, and I was like just went off on a tangent that had no uh, meaningful uh, discourse whatsoever. <laughs> Roger's just trying to figure out why somebody would carve a broken cartwheel into a piece of stone. <laughs> Okay, so 2,100 years ago. We are in a very good place, that is clear, yes. Um, if I guess we should keep going, see what else we can find. Lead on. All right. Uh, what, what, oh, that's a stair. Oh, okay. I was, I was yep. wondering what that little lightning bolt was. I was like, oh, it's the stairs. So you have to click the stair symbol for it to teleport yeah. you. There you go. Yeah. So you uh, continue down the staircase and it resumes its descent, um, stopping at three more landings of bare stone, um, descending about 100 feet, you think, before you get down to the next room. Yeah, I'm getting there. All right. Where's my goofy fly? Oh, did you move? Okay. All right. So in this room, as you uh, descend down to this, uh, you can see in this room shreds of dusty tapestries lie scattered across the the floor. Uh, Friezes? Freezes? On the walls? Yeah, I think it's freezes. Yeah. I hate there's some <laughs> words. It's like what the. the this is like a. Who was it at uh, Wizards of the Coast that likes these words? Is that uh, Greg Marks or someone? Yeah. Like likes the words like freezes and plinths and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they um, are the technically correct terms. I, it is Brazier's. technically correct. Braziers is the other word. That yeah, braziers. Yeah. I um, say it wrong. <laughs> so the the walls are defaced with deep gouges, making them unrecognizable. Um, but there is an altar of pale gray marble 
uh, gouged and cracked against the, the north wall here. Does it look like weak or... What do you mean? Like, does it, um, you said it's kind of cracked and worn? Yeah, so give me an investigation check or insight check if you want. Am I looking up at it real close? Uh, that's up to you. Yes, I am looking up at it real close. All right. So, yeah, between uh, between the party looking around, investigating this room, um, it looks like the damage to this room is relatively recent. Um, the, the creatures that caused it, though, as you're looking around, there is a thick layer of dust on the floor. You can see that it looks like some wind has maybe gone through here, but there's no tracks in the dust on the ground. Due to the wind, it looked like it like blew blew tracks away. Uh, I mean, in in part, it looks like you know, well, so the the areas where there is wind would not have like uh, if there were tracks, you'd be able to tell. It wasn't like you know somebody perfectly went through and you know relayered all the dust. You can see that there's some places where the wind didn't disturb anything. But it's kind of this oddity where the gouges in the wall are, the damage is relatively recent. Um, But there's no tracks on the floor. Rock is going to look up at the ceiling just to make sure there's nothing creepy looking at us. All right. As you look up at the ceiling, looking back down at you is a gouged and pitted ceiling. (laughs) You better say ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the ceiling attacks. <laughs> it's looking at us with all of its eyes, much like potato eyes. It's just little bits. The ceiling falls, everybody dies. <laughs> GG. <laughs> all right, these doors. Does one look more interesting than the other? Uh, they both look damaged, but I, I don't know that there's any... There's no, like, markers or anything. There's the same emblem on these doors as you saw on the other ones. Um, each of these doors also looks heavy, like the the exterior door did. So you get the idea that it'll require some heft to open these as well. Well, that's definitely not me. Rocco will just charge south. Does anyone object? Okay. No. no. All right, with the 16 all by yourself because nobody else is helping. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you, Raka is, uh, of course, absolutely strong enough to open these doors by herself. Um, and with like uh, creaking and groaning, the uh, the marble that's encased in the uh, the the uh, beaten bronze does uh, get pulled aside to reveal another door. Well, everyone, there's a tiny room, and tiny rooms concern me. And a red stain on the floor right in front of you. <laughs> Red stain uh, right here and uh, right here and right here. I mean, <laughs> there, there's been a dog here. <laughs> uh, yes, Ro- Rock peeks around it. Oh, sorry, God. I was going to say the one that concerns me is the one that is right in front of my new friend, 
who is also about to step into a room that I have heard described before as a um, 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 man trap. <laughs> yeah, Rock, Rock is not running right in. She wants to just peek around first to see if there's anything in here. Does anyone want to look in here with me? Just, just in case. Roger's going to step up. He's going to summon a mage hand and start poking at every tile on the floor that he can and then poke at the other door. And what are you poking with? Mage hand. Uh, he takes, yeah, he takes off one of his gloves and summons mage hand and uses the glove, flies it around like his hand to start poking at things. I'll do the same. <laughs> All right. Raka does the same. Ooh. All right, so um, pushing around at, on the floor, on the ceiling, and you can see the room that you're in ha- is about 15 feet high. This hallway kind of narrows down to 10 feet uh, in height. Uh, so pushing and, and whatnot at the walls. <laughs> Does Gopher make the <laughs> Right in the belly. <laughs> You notice that it feels a little bit like stone, even though he looks kind of chubby. Oh. You have a serious abs, Gopher. Hey, <laughs> you're just tough. Um, but no, uh, no, nothing moves, nothing creaks. Uh, you can see that there is another door beyond. Oh, okay. Does anybody have a, a long pole and we can push the other door from here? Well, I'd, I don't know if it would be strong enough to push the door. I had to really use my, my giant muscles. Uh, do you want my, uh, do you want Eldie to go in there? And, uh, I don't know how heavy he weighs. I don't know if there's a weight on, uh... Does the cannon have hands to grab onto the door? <laughs> uh, no, probably not. We can walk in there and poke around, see if there's anything dangerous on the floor if we... It was a weight issue. Well, we poked around, we didn't see anything, so... Rock is just gonna run down there and shut the door again. Does anybody want to help me? Yeah, I'll help. Alright. Alright, at advantage. Another athletics check. Oh, there's a cool dice. All right. So uh, with that, the door is uh, able to be opened uh, as well, revealing another room. Uh, So in this room, you can see that there are stone blocks standing against the western and eastern walls carved with, oh, here's another, niches. Uh, inside which rest a dozen clay canopic jars containing dissected organs. Uh, Mm. In the middle of the room rests a wide stone sarcophagus atop a black marble beer. Yep. Yep. I would like... Vigorn, it sounds like a bedroom. Traps. (laughs) What are you saying? I'm a vampire? And sorry, uh, I missed what Gopher was saying. Uh, check the sarcophagus for traps. 
All right, you can see the... Go ahead and roll investigation check. The lid of the sarcophagus is inlaid with dust-covered mosaics depicting great floating cities high above a beautiful landscape. Um, the lid of the sarcophagus um, looks incredibly heavy. Oh, help. Um, but as you go to lift it, it's surprisingly lighter than you expected. Um, and as uh, Gopher goes to lift it, you would think that, oh, there's no way Gopher can do it, you know, uh, a, a stout lad though he be. Um, but as Gopher goes to lift it, you see runes flare around the edges of the sarcophagus lid. Um, it seems some ancient spell that has survived to this day has activated and assists with opening the sarcophagus. And wow, Gopher, you are really strong. I mean, way stronger than I thought. Maybe those glowing runes helped them. I'll tell you, I sure as shit ain't doing it with my little tiny ears. <laughs> I thought it was your abs, but well, that's helpful. Not abs, it's skin. Uh, so what's inside? Inside, you see what looks like uh, the the body of the uh, the sorceress that you saw back at the entrance, depicted with uh, her uh, her attendants and and. Uh, wealth, magic, and other things. Um, it looks like she's sleeping comfortably. Uh, I think she looked better in the carving. Oh, this must be the one that was talking to us, the one not named Jessica. And uh, as you're looking in, you hear a loud, booming voice that says... You have disturbed the tomb of Briseis of Kine. Accursed are you, most miserable of creatures. Uh, so I need everyone to give me a charisma saving throw. <laughs> that was amazing. Alright, so we've well. got one, yeah. two, three, four. Alright. So as this booming voice calls out, um Well Ben, is a thirteen fail? A thirteen is a failure. Alright, I'm going to use my favorite by the gods and roll two D four and add it to that. Nice. And as you do So your roll becomes a twenty? Yes. So as you do, you kind of reach within yourself for whatever favor, and with a quick glance upwards, uh, you feel stricken with luck, and you are not afraid. Hmm? Uh, for everyone else, um, you feel overcome with lethargia, and the room starts to give that, like... Um, uh, that like poison sensation where you're looking around and there's it's like a translucent kind of and hard to see you feel yourselves affected by something 
What is happening right now? Everything looks weird. These guys, uh, I can see everything spinning. <laughs> I, I think the big voice from the walls said you guys are are, are cursed. Oh, but, it's uh, the curse. It's curse the of the curse mummy. Of the mummy. <laughs> wow, jinxed. <laughs> you owe me a cup. <laughs> and uh, for the folks that were investigating the sarcophagus, it doesn't look like an like an old mummy the person sleeping comfortably in the sarcophagus looks like the painting oh I thought you said there were body parts but it's like an actual body so there's uh, around the sides of the room there are those carved niches and in those there are are clay canopic jars Uh, and those contain the organs does okay. it look like there's anywhere around or on the sarcophagus that the jars might fit? Nope. Might I use a scroll? <laughs> uh, are you able to cast that spell? I'm not sure. What are the... What are the uh... <laughs> What are the requirements? Let's take a look on the website that does not currently sponsor our stream, but can feel free to do so. And then we'll <laughs> we'll start giving them little shout outs here. Um, so are you a cleric, paladin, warlock, or wizard? No, I'm an uh, arcane trickster. All right. So you pull out this scroll. Uh, and you see the magic symbols on it, but you can't quite make it out. You can get, now, um, I, I will let you know, you can make an intelligence check to try to, or I'll have to look it up spe- to see what it is specifically, but I, I, it is a like spell caster check to try to cast a spell that is either at a higher level or a, belongs to a class that doesn't belong to you. Um, and I'm trying to remember if you can even like if you're not one of these, if you could even do that. I know if it's a higher level one, you can typically try to make that check. Like if if you can only cast first level spells and it's like a third level like this one, then I think you can make that check and try to Great. do it. But if it's not even your class, I don't know that you can do it. I'll just hand this uh, out with two arms at our caster man here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I might actually be able to to use it um, DM because as a divine soul uh, cleric spell list uh, is uh, are you a cleric though like I, I understand that you get access to cleric spells but I'm pretty sure that you are not a cleric and therefore unless you know this spell because you took this spell because it's available to you then you you wouldn't be able to cast it even okay, as the same way that my wizard spells don't make me a wizard as yep, a exactly rogue. Okay, so I have access to all those spells if I wish to learn them, but because it's not natively, got it. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I study this, I might be able to learn it in time, but no, I don't use it right now. Sorry. Um, so I don't have the rule in front of me about casting it if it's not from your. Sp- Mm, 
well, nobody, nobody's in the, the nobody's a cleric, paladin, warlock, or wizard. So it's not like it's a higher level. It's just, like you just can't. Ugh. Okay. Well, Vigorn was my bad. No, not a wizard. Nope, artificer. Um, okay. Well, man, it's it's like having the key right there and you just can't use it. That sucks. <laughs> well, if only we could do more than just use these stupid invisible hands or you know, translucent hands. But, nope. Don't know how to remove curse. Alright, so what is the party doing from here? I guess we go through the other door. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what else to do in here. Sure. Okay. We can try to wake this uh, nice lady up, see if she can remove our curse. Well, that is true. Does the person look like they are sleeping or unconscious? Yeah, it looks well, like... Well, I that her guts are in these little jars all around the room. Um, do you know how to put those back? Well, I don't know. Are they from her? Vigorn, you're the, the medical expert here. <laughs> uh, looking in, she looks like she's sleeping comfortably. Mm. I think she's sleeping. <laughs> My fly diptera will come over and uh, fly up to her and start poking her. <laughs> Poke her eyelid. <laughs> I hear that if they, you get poked on the eyelid, you can't hide that you're you're faking being asleep. <laughs> See, it's like my worst nightmare: a bug on me while I sleep. I'd be like, nope. All right, so was someone interacting with her? The, the fly was poking her. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So, yep, the fly lands on her face, you said? Yep. Yep, lands on her face. She she doesn't seem to react. Uh, I'll go land my bat on her face. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem to react. The bat tells you there's something odd with her, though pull the bat back and uh, let everyone know that the bat thinks there's something wrong. Or the, the fly isn't like this. The fly's senses doesn't really lend itself to this. I think the bat would be able to figure this out. Alright, Vigorn will uh, start poking her face. <laughs> Alright, Vigorn. So it's easy to tell when you poke her as she's sleeping comfortably. You can tell that like how close you get within arm's length yep to poke her okay so you go to poke her um and your your finger like like she feels like she's solid stone and as you get closer you look and you see that it looks like she was it's not a person it is a life-size statue that's been magically sculpted and painted to look just amazingly lifelike I mean it's dark you're I don't does anyone have a torch yeah Roger has a torch okay well even with Roger's torch you know without leaning in and looking directly at 
at her. Um, so with uh, Vigorn's dark vision, shades of gray, um, yeah, it, it took getting real close to figure this out. So not a person, but a statue. That is Isn't there a person inside the statue? Is it like a statue Twinkie? It's a <laughs> kinder statue. Mm. It's, like, it's like a Russian nesting doll. Rocka will take I out hear... one of her carpentry tools and she's got like a hammer and we'll kind of like hammer at it lightly. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Give, give me an, uh, an attack roll, like an unarmed strike. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy enough for, like, you, you hit and you make contact and um, you shatter the rock a little bit, just enough to see, like, leaving a gouge. Um, and you can see that at least within, like, an inch or so of the surface, there's, it just, you know, you've you've removed the paint and you've left this gouge, um, but doesn't appear to be anything more than, like, a stone statue. Very so not touch. hollow or anything. I mean, how far are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this it is solid. We're not talking Easter uh, rabbit here. We're... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a beautiful piece of art, but. Uh, we've seen lots of arts. Maybe this is a museum. There's artwork and statues and stone. I've never been in, in a museum before. Yeah, don't like forget shop. the the magically preserved organs and jars around the room. Maybe that is part of museums too. I don't know. You know, I I, I hear that there is a uh, island nation in the north that likes to go around and, and take all this stuff back home, so uh, that they might pay a pretty penny for it. I don't want to touch the organs. That seems like bad luck. I'm going to leave them alone. You're welcome to take them. Uh, he looks down at his hands like, I'm good. Roger, do you want to uh, open this door together? Sure, I'll give it my best shove with you. All right. All right, oh, at advantage, hit. athletics check. I hit normal by accident, but... Yeah, that's all good. good. More than enough. Um, so this door... Let's see here. Uh, as you uh, slide aside this huge door, um, you can see within there are four stone sarcophagi. Uh, the lid of each sarcophagus uh, bears the sculpted image of a robed human figure in repose. Do we see the same runes on the outside uh, like the other... Uh, nope. Hey, there's a 
empty torch thing here and there's an empty torch thing in the other room. Do we want to put lit torches in those and see if anything happens? I mean, last time we did that, there was a rumble in Roxville. Yes, great idea. Oh, uh, yes, and it's, it's just see what happens when you put your head in the, in the mouth of a monster. See what, see what happens. Put your hand in a fire and see what happens. Jump off a cliff and see what happens. <laughs> It's... You say all that like we haven't done that before. <laughs> okay, so making sure I go ahead and oh, light your fires, whatever. Whoosh. Rocka sticks another lit torch in there. All right, you stick a lit, uh, lit torch in it. A lich torch. A lich torch in it. No. You put the torch in, and the room is uh, reasonably now uh, better lit. No rocks this time. Somebody want to open one of these things and see what's inside? See if it's more statues? Go for it. You want to investigate? I I say got a good reckon. All right. And how is Gopher investigating? Are you getting close and touching it? Are you just walking around and looking at it? Uh, that was just by looking at it without touching it super close. That's why I didn't get advantage. Sorry, I didn't specify that. My mic was off. Yeah. So, yeah, just looking around, you see the, the details, uh, the sculpted image of a robed human figure in repose. I'll just point it out to everybody. <laughs> Human figure. Hmm. Maybe there is more artwork underneath. Rocka will uh, just start lifting this one she's next to. All just right. like slowly, slowly peek under the corner. Um. So you go to lift that one. I, I think is what I heard, right? Right. Um, and as Rock is, is uh, kind of, uh, you know, squatting down to get the leverage to lift or move this thing, um, you're uh, leaning down closer to the sarcophagus. And while you're, you're about to lift and move it, when a, a face emerges from the sarcophagus and lets loose a scream. Ooh. And let's roll initiative as from out of the others, uh, more emerge. So this is going to be fun because I forgot to look up uh, how to actually run uh, combat in 5e. So this this will be uh, interesting. Oh, you got to start the combat encounter so we can roll into it. Right. How do I do that? <laughs> uh, let's see. Combat it... tracker, that second tab, and then click the button at the bottom to be in combat after you add everyone. Do you remember how to add everyone? Nope. Uh, just uh, select everyone and then right click on one of the tokens and then click the little shield with swords in, in it, bottom right icon. Hmm. Okay. I had already added one, and so it doesn't seem to like that. Well, you can add, add them individually, too. Oh, you can add yourself. Yeah. Oh, did I get a 6.17? 
It's so if there's a tie, I think it it will. Yeah, give you a little bit Oh, would you? I got a four in my initial roll. Do you want me to re-roll and then you'll change it? Uh, I am not sure how to change it. So, is it just? Um, uh, let's see. You can. I think in the combat tracker, if you right-click or double-click on the name, something like that, you can edit the initiative. I'll re-roll, and then you can change. If you right-click, I think. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, you can change me to a four. Is there a way to pop out the combat tracker? There is. I can't, don't remember what it is. Uh, right-click on the tab. Ah, so the little you. hand. All right. Um, so I think I have um, all of them. We have Roger, Rocka, Gopher, Vigorn. We have the so, bat. Yep. Um, I, I realized one of my abilities did get added to my initiative. I actually I get an extra plus five to my initiative now because of my armor. So it should be 22? 22. All right. Nice, thanks. There are combatants that haven't rolled their initiative. Um, so we're going to do... Oh, yeah, those... You want me to roll for them, and then they can be the same initiative as me? Uh, which one do you... Yeah, sure. Just, uh... Let's see, change him to four... Or, yeah, under it. That's fine. And the fly guy. Wherever the fly went. Yep, that's fine. Yep, that's good. All right. Roger, you're first. All right. Roger's going to let out a very man-rabbit-like... And, uh... I am going to twin a guiding bolt at the two that are directly across the room from me. The one just north and south of uh, Rocket there. So we'll go north first. All right. It's saying I must target a token before rolling the attack. Ah, yes. Uh, so you have to select the target. Uh, it's the icon below the square on the top left. The concentric so the, circles. Yep. Or I think uh, there's a way to... Uh, or T on your keyboard yep. to target. Uh, don't forget to target the other one as well. So if you're targeting two, target two creatures. Uh, well, they, they count as separate, don't they? E yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, so roll that one and then target the other one and roll that one. All right. Nice. Yep, I have uh, some some combat mods that basically auto uh, do things. So like the targeting is then going to uh, like auto roll and tell you if you hit or not, uh, and then it auto applies the damage as well. So 
Yep, yep, yepers. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Okay, and they are also no both uh, glowing. Um, yep. They sure are. All um, right. And Ed. after you cast that spell, uh, roll a d100 for me, please. I am not cursed, by the way, if that matters. Nice. A 42. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Wonderful. So you all ro- watch Roger as Roger puts out his hand at, first at the one and then at the other. These uh, radiant bolts shoot out from his hands, striking one, really hitting the other hard. And then Roger goes, uh, what, do, what does what sound does Roger make as Roger turns into a potted plant? <laughs> Not again. Whoop! <laughs> And uh, with like a ringing sound as the potted plant like kind of circles around on on the the pot uh, rim and then settles. Uh, Yeah. So Roger. um, uh, Incapacitated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, then. Uh. So there's that until the start of your next turn. So, um, okay. Anything else for, for the potted plant? Uh, I will sit here and photosynthesize furiously. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of, what kind of plant does Roger turn into? Uh, we all know rabbits like lettuce or carrots. A, a cabbage. He's a, a potted cabbage. One of those decorative ones, you know, with like purple <laughs> leaves and stuff. Amazing. Beautiful. All right. We'll move on to Raka. All right. So I, I believe um, these creatures are glowing with advantage right now. They sure so are. I, I will hit the, the one nearest to me after I target it. Uh, and swing with my great axe here. Nice. Okay, nice. All right, and it's down. Okay, excellent. And um, I'm going to rush over to the other injured one uh, up ahead of me, but the game's paused, so can't actually move. <laughs> there we go. Rush up and uh, attack again, because I now have two attacks. Nice. And again with the great axe. Um, also, also an advantage, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ooh nice. Mm. Getting the crits. So you slash through the creature, and you see um, this specter that had arisen that uh, was kind of uh, this this ghostly figure of a robed human. Um, kind of puts their head back and let, lets loose an ethereal scream as they dissipate. Nice. And uh, Raka is is pumped from um, from that and is just going to revel in her glory and, and stay put here. That's it. Alright. Oh. Oh, 
I clicked enter at the same time. There you go. I wasn't sure if it uh, if it gave you all a buff, uh, button to push, so that's good. Uh, okay, so this one is going to... Uh, let's see. It will fly forward and spin around several times. Uh, actually, Roger's a potted plant, so it will spin around gopher several <laughs> times. Very angrily. Uh, and then it will reach out a hand towards uh, gopher. And I must target a creature. A 17 to hit gopher. It's my armor class. All right, so it will miss him. Uh, let's see. Yep, yep. All righty. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was that one's turn, and it's flying around, shrieking very angrily. You can see another robed figure. Uh, this one is right next to Vigorn, so it's going to go for Vigorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, reaching out, and... I, I thought um, if it meets your AC, then it hits. Am I remembering incorrectly? That's what I thought. I was just going to be quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I thought you said your AC was 20, so it missed. No, it is 17. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right. So that did meet it. I think an 11 is going to miss Vigorn. Um, yes. Let's see. How do I roll damage? Can you just go up in the chat and click it? Uh, let's do another attack. Because eh, that'll miss. Um, okay, so yeah, let me look at its sheet and see. Uh, 21 hit. Okay, but it wasn't a crit. So it hits Gopher for some necrotic damage. Um, uh, save. Let me see. Is there a description for this thing? Uh, yep. DC 10 con save. Ooh. Oh, no. Alright. HP is reduced by 13. Total? Uh, your hit point maximum is reduced by 13. Oh. So it's not like 26. You, It's your HP is reduced by 13, and that is the necrotic damage. I only took 13 damage total, and it's out of my max. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you still have HP remaining after that, right? Uh, I think, yeah, I've got HP remaining. Okay, great. That's that's the important thing. That's what counts. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was their turn. Um, let me remove these. There we go. Go for it's your turn. Forward with my short sword. Uh, what is it saying? Okay. Uh, yep. Poking it with your short sword. So T to target. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, no ally nearby unless you would have moved your bat. To, uh, help. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a, a potted plant is just not harrying your, your enemy. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely forgot about that. I but, mean, you, uh, you yeah. see the, the kind of plasticky leaves, like, kind of waving furiously towards it, but... Yeah. <laughs> not enough. 
Yeah. It doesn't seem threatened by it for some reason. <laughs> uh, but damage? Did it? Yep. Yeah, that that will definitely hit. Um. Okay, I guess I have to roll damage. Feed me, gopher. I need lunch. <laughs> Why is it not giving me a spot to roll damage? Uh, is there a pop-up that came up that is asking for, like, crit or normal? Oh, I think it did, but I might not, I might have clicked out of it. Yeah, so that's how you do the that's how you do the damage for it. Just um, roll it again, and then yeah, roll again, roll again at advantage, just to make sure you you probably hit, and then roll uh, where when it pops up. Yep, that should hit. And then uh, it's there's not a critical; it's just normal, right? Correct. Yep. All right, stab it. Fantastic. And it reels back. Your your sword goes through goes through it, but um, it doesn't seem to be resisting any of the damage. It definitely does damage it. Um, anything else for Gopher? I use uh, the bonus action to disengage and move back this way. Alrighty. That's my turn. Alright. And did your bat do anything to on your turn or no my bat stayed back here okay oh right. I have to move my bat right afterwards aha yeah he can come up here with me alright Pigorn alright yes uh under wave cast right there normal Uh, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> the dead one uh, is still there. So I remember that. Did he, did he succeed or did he fail? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whichever, I think it. I think the one that's still alive succeeded and the other one failed. Okay. So I guess ten thunder damage and he doesn't. Yep. So it took that. Uh, does it? Does the thunder wave continue or is it just? Uh, for the for that turn. Uh, no, it's it vanishes. So uh, do I just delete it off? Yep. Right. Uh, delete. Nope. Uh, select it. Not letting me select. Come on. Do you have the the ruler button clicked no, for no, measurement? No. Nope. Uh, should I have a ruler button clicked? Nope. Huh. Oh. Oh. You know what? I know where it is. I, know. I got it. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, and then um, let's see. Uh, this thing can go ten feet, and uh, it will do uh, its uh, its uh, temporary hit points. Anything, I believe, it's uh, ten. Then ten feet. So uh, the potted plant, if it can get a temporary HP, gets eight HP as well as I do. <laughs> Nope. Unfortunately, the potted plant right now cannot get HP. Okay. All right. Oh, I can't. Nope. <laughs> That's as far as I can go. I believe it only has um. Uh, what's its? Uh, I have its speed. So. All right. Yeah. End of turn. Let me end of turn. End All right. Turn. And then the fly. And that thing just—it does its. All right. Uh, Roger, at the start of your next turn, what sound does Roger make as Roger uh, pops back 
reverts from a potted plant back into the form of Roger. And he's back. <laughs> that nice. was rude. Okay. Um, oh, Vigorn, you cast a spell. Uh oh. Roll a yes, D100 for me, please. Okay. Uh, oh, that's not the D100. Oh, D100 right here. 27. Uh, all right. So for the next minute, all of your spells with a casting time of one action have a casting time of one bonus action. Oh, nice. Apparently Roger yeah. knows this. <laughs> yeah, when it advances to your turn, it selects you. So whenever I paste something without hitting escape first, I have you selected. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Roger's going to step into the room. And he's going to turn around and see both of these things floating there. And I'm going to twin spell Ray of Frost this time. Alright. Um, For 24 cold damage. Okay. Yep. So it's going to take that and roll a d100 for me. Well, do I get the second one off when I twin it, or...? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, and then that D100. <coughs> All right, a 63. All right, so you cast this Ray of Frost, and as the ice arcs out, uh, let's see where it is. Um, the, uh, hmm, that's not what I wanted. Uh-oh. What layer did it put that on? Uh, so you cast Fog Cloud centered on yourself. Great. <laughs> um, not sure how to... Hmm. Cool. Stinking Cloud has been added to my inventory. <laughs> Is it doing... Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I see. Because it has you selected. That's so strange. I'll have to figure that out. I can't even select those to remove them. Uh, okay, so you cast Fog Cloud. So let's... So a 20-foot radius. So basically this entire area is covered in fog. It is heavily obscured, so it is really hard to see anything. Everyone has disadvantage to see. Um, okay. So with that, uh, anything else for Roger? I think he did enough damage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
is that also disadvantage on attack rolls? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Rock is going to do her best to um, hit this creature ahead of her. And we'll swing with her great axe. And if she doesn't hit, she's going to try something else. Oops, I did not roll disadvantage. Sorry about that. Let me roll again. Yep, yep. Oh, but I still hit. Hits either way. All right. 14 points. Just going to rush down here. Oops. Go. And try it again. Yep. Uh, Disadvantage. Oh, I forgot to target. Here we go. Nice. Hey. 14. And dead. Oh, excellent. All dead. Nice. So as the last one uh, shrieks and dissipates, uh, the area is quiet. Uh, Raka, was that you? (laughs) Um, I'm here. Are you still a plant? Uh, no. That was a wonderful dream of the gardens back home. Oh, I could have <laughs> been there and kept, I mean, um, let, let's get out of the cloud or, or is it dissipating or how long does that last? Uh, that is a good question. Probably a minute. Uh, it lasts for one hour. Oh boy. Oh, geez. <laughs> does anyone have uh, a wind can trip? Oh, one moment. Let me look here. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. uh, no, 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 uh, thunder away. I could do thunder wave again. <laughs> See if it blows away the, uh, the smoke. <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Everybody duck. <laughs> well, we got rid of the spirits. I wonder what's in these sarcophaguses now. Sarcophagus. He's kind of a sarcophagi, if you know what I'm saying. Coughing in this fog cloud. Yeah, can we open the other sarcophagi? Yeah, so you go to open it and it is very heavy. Give me a athletic check. Okay. Oh, Rock is gonna rush in to, to try to help as she sees Vigorn. <laughs> Struggle. Attempting to do something. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, Vigor. Maybe I should try to. <laughs> oh, I, I will help you. <laughs> okay. Yes, maybe if you help me, it will be better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just, just fix slam it, it against one. the wall. <laughs> yeah, it, it breaks it with apart. two fingers and just tosses it in the air. <laughs> Uh, it does uh, open and slam apart, and uh, inside you are able to see. Um, let's see. Uh, inside you see mummified remains, tattered remnants of ancient burial garments, and some treasure. And this one you see. Uh, an onyx ring 
and a silver necklace set with two azurites and a carnelian. I have no idea what that is. It's a gemstone. Mm -hmm. Carnelian. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful jewelry. Do they have any sort of magic feel to them or do they seem like they're worth something? Uh, they don't feel magical, but you kind of brush off the uh, debris and dust and take a closer look. You think you could probably get uh, 50 gold for the onyx ring and 250 gold for the silver necklace. Nice. All right. Uh, um, well, that's all very interesting, but uh, let's... Braca, can I help you open up these other ones? Let's do it. Magic stuff. We'll break them all open. All right. Give me uh, three more athletics checks at advantage. 17 is just enough. You open the next one. uh, And taking a look inside, you see uh, this sarcophagus uh, contains the same thing. Mummified remains, uh, as well as two gold bracelets worth 50 GP, uh, 50 gold each. And a non-magical ceremonial wand made of chiseled ivory worth 25 gold. Cool. All right. I I got a a 17 and a 19 for the other two. Okay. Yep. You're able to open those. Uh, And the next one you find... uh, Hold on. Let me get... uh, You know, I'll just copy this and put this in the chat. And we can add that up later. Uh, and the next one you find uh, in uh, an ewer, 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 yeah, uh, made of beaten gold worth twenty five or uh, worth twenty five gold, and a walking stick worth seventy five gold. The walking stick mm-hmm. is made of varnished u or u, I don't know, with a golden <laughs> handle, of, yeah, shaped like a scorpion. And then you're getting all the good words today. Yeah. <laughs> and then the southeast sarcophagus contains a gold sensor with platinum filigree worth 250 gold pieces. Um, you're getting all the good stuff here. But uh, as you're as you're moving the lid for the last one uh, in in this corner, um, you feel it kind of, the sarcophagus kind of like. Sh- moves and shifts a little bit whereas the others you could tell were definitely like heavy sarcophagi this one seems to be on wheels Mm-mm. well this one's even easier to open excellent <laughs> Um, may- maybe the whole thing swings out away from the wall maybe there's a secret tunnel <sighs> Raka's gonna pull even harder and see if she can move the whole thing all right, yeah, give me... Well, no, never mind. With Raka's strength, um, Raka is able to easily enough pull this aside to reveal a four-foot square hole in the floor and uh, in the ceiling of one uh, blow. Ooh. Ooh, good call. That was great. All right, who's going first? Do, do I smell? Do we smell or hear anything? Uh, give me a sniff check. <laughs> sniff. All right. It smells like an old, uh, dusty tomb. 
um, but it doesn't smell like there's been any change. Um, the air is uh, staler from the room below as it's coming up. I'm so allergic to dust, but let's keep going. It just gets at my fur and sticks. <laughs> it's clumps. Everyone click on the button to magically teleport. Everyone into the swimming pool. <laughs> All right. And as you enter this room, you can see that uh, this room has murals on the walls decorated with rich pigments and inlays of semi-precious stones. A gilded sarcophagus stands atop a stone bier across along the east wall. What's on the uh, frescoes? Uh, on the frescoes? That's, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. It just describes it as murals. So um, you see that same uh, powerful sorceress that were a wizard, since it would be another uh, uh, power magic user, so a wizard. Um, and she, it's very scenes of her life in the Netherese Empire. And you see she's in one scene, like, giving instructions. And in another, she's doing some sort of research surrounded by books. Um, in another, she's fighting powerful, scary-looking creatures and knocking over things. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, think, you know, th things like that. Just scenes from uh, her life. Regarding she seems very studious. I think she is like you. <laughs> hey, Gopher, uh, you you look like you're a little hurt. Should I uh, help you out a little bit there, buddy? And you? as you're asking, uh, from uh, the sarcophagus, a creature arises. Uh, and you, uh, she lets loose this uh, scream... Um, you can see that this uh, creature is some sort of uh, ethereal, you know, ghost or, or something like that. Um, but the features of this uh, creature kind of resemble those of the woman in the murals. Uh, but for now, let's roll initiative. Mm -hmm. Mine will be uh, another plus five again, so 27. Alrighty. Um, hmm. I need just a minute. and stuff set up in the other one in roll 20 so it's all nice and easy but nothing <laughs> in here 
Yeah, I'm hearing. Uh... Yeah, I have the. I uploaded the ambiance uh, yeah. stuff, but uh, I don't have the. Um... I don't have all the initiative uh, soundtracks that I normally have. I don't know. Let's go with this one. Uh, and again, can't hear that one, but hopefully you all can hear it. Yep. All right. Yeah. Great. You know, it's really the experience of the players that is what matters. So that's <laughs> that's fine. Even though I and the stream can't hear it, you know, that's that's probably for the best. All right. So, um, Raka up first. This creature is shrieking and emerging from the sarcophagus. All right. Um, Raka, excited for another chance at combat. Um, you see her stare just dead into these dead, I'm assuming, eyes. And this swirl of, like, a black ribbon whirls around her that you've never seen before. And she unleashes her hand. And I accidentally closed my character sheet in excitement. Uh, and casts Hexblade's Curse. I also forgot to target on the creature. So that's, uh, hmm. I mean, you're you're casting it, but it's a it's a class ability, so it's not really like you're casting a spell. You're oh yeah. More literally, okay. So I don't think we got to roll on the the table. Gotcha. Yes, she just um, yeah curses the creature without casting. Um, and then that's her bonus action. And then now we'll rush up and, um, oh, we're paused again. But she's going to swing her great axe. All right, should be able to move. Cool. Ooh, hits. Okay. And we'll. Uh, this time is going to attempt to distract it <clears throat> with her next great axe strike. So she'll kind of call out and try to catch its attention. Oh, excellent. And I'll also roll my superiority dice with that, which is a 1d8. And that will add a little extra to the damage. Oh, nice. Another eight points of damage, and the next attack to the target has advantage. All right, nice. Uh, sh this creature is uh, shrieking as uh, several blows land. Roger. I'm just going to move up out of the way here. Uh, several uh, From the several strikes from Raka, it looks like it is already starting to discorporate. <laughs> um... I will cast a spiritual weapon. All right. You know what you got to do. As you cast a spell, roll a d100. Yep. <laughs> oh, actually, that would have uh, advantage, wouldn't it? Yep. If you want a crit fish. Fish, fish. Nope, it'll hit. So a uh, cartoon boxing glove just swings <laughs> out of midair and socks the ghost across the jaw. It's not letting me move my token, though. Um, 
I don't know if you can move me up into the... Thank you. How did I move? So it's on free movement. I'm not sure how to change it so that it's... It's not... Ought to. Oh, Ooh. two. That sounds terrible. A two. <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. At the start of each of your turns for the next minute... Ignoring this result on subsequent rolls, you will roll on this table. So you roll on this table at the start of each of your turns for the next minute. Nice. <laughs> okay. How do I put a uh, marker on me so I don't forget? Uh, don't worry. I won't forget because I want to see what happens. Um, <laughs> it's happening to all of us now? Nope. It's just happening to, uh, to Roger. All right. And that was Hard just work. my bonus action. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's have some fun here. Uh, Roger, as uh, you're casting the spell and you're moving into the space, um, give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so you you trip and fall prone. Like you, you, you're looking around. You don't see what you tripped on, guys. There's something invisible here. I think I still have enough movement to stand back up. Yep. Yeah. Not a problem. Uh, and then, yeah, casting your your guiding bolt. And uh, cast... I'm going to get, I'm going to spend two sorcery points to re-roll that. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. And then uh, roll a d100 again. Of course. Oof. It's the exact same roll. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, then the D100. Hot seven. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you cast fireball as a third oh. level spell oh. centered on yourself oh. amazing <laughs> all right so never been happier <laughs> uh all right is that is that right i don't know that that's centered, that's centered on me that's the template it gave me okay mm-hmm. all right so I, I think it does still cast uh, catch rucka What was your DC on that? Uh, it uh, says 15. you cast fireball, so I'm guessing it's uh, Roger's spell save DC. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So it looks like Vigorn is the only one who saved. <laughs> At fifth level. Nice. We're all going to be toasted. All right. No third level, right? Oh, and then this uh, needs to make a dexterity save as well. Let's see, where did my stupid fly go? Did that have the right... Uh, the fly actually did not have the right uh, dex, I don't think. 28 damage? Can't yes. Roll 28 the... damage. Mm. Inglis. Oh, sorry. Shouldn't have had that chili last night. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, uh, so... Let's see, what if had a plus... I uh, would have had a plus four on that. Uh, I think it still failed. Okay, so what was that? 28 damage? Yep. Yes. 
Alright, so let's see. Did the um <laughs> skeleton <laughs> creature roll? It, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. My my fly just goes bloop and dies. <laughs> it uh it has uh zero. <laughs> uh so I did uh, one HP, so I'm not sure if... Uh... Yeah, it has 11 HP, I think, okay. so it's dead. But yeah, even on a success. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my, my cannon, however... Uh, that thing. All right. Uh, my cannon has... It failed. Uh, trying to find the HP of the goofy cannon... Uh, where they hide this is uh, okay, it has number of hit points equal to five times your artificer level 15 would be five no it would have 25 five times five 25 and what was the uh, damage uh, 28 on a feather mm, this thing died too <laughs> all right with a kaboom Uh, uh, alright Roger anything else for your turn I think I've done my (laughs) (laughs) once again you've done enough (laughs) Uh, and Vigorn I think you I I need half it was 28 28, so 14 14. yeah so uh, I did have 8 temporary hit points so I need to get uh, 6 more yep 6 more damage yeah alright Done with that. Okay. Nice. Um, Looking uh, forward Roger, to more of those. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to uh, talk after this. <laughs> you, you were in charge of making dinner last night. Why'd you feed me chili? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so go first turn. Yep. I will lunge forward up on this dude and stab up a bab at him. This dude's a female. This female. Mm-hmm. This female dude. Dude is a Californian term of art that is gender neutral. Yeah. Did not need to click that, my bad. It's all good. Um, so it's uh, it will miss. Uh, so anything else for Gopher? I will disengage and move back. Already, actually, way over here, <laughs> as far from Roger. <laughs> All right, Vigorn. Vigorn will go over here. Uh, I don't have the target symbol for uh, for this, so how do I target if there's no target the, symbol? On the far left, um, you'll see those buttons, and one of them is a concentric circles that says "Select Targets." Yeah, I don't see that, so I don't know if I need to re- uh, refresh my browser because it went away. It was there. Are there no buttons? Not even the ones on the very I just left. have uh, the little man. I have the little. Uh, can you uh, select the man first? Can you select the token and do T? All right. I think that did it. Did it? Yeah. You just All mouse right. over it while he mouses on a hit T. Yeah. And uh, I will do a firebolt. Uh, from D&D Beyond. Okay. Um, yep, that'll hit. So roll damage. 14. 14. Join me in the land of D100s. 14 <laughs> is enough. Um, so go ahead and, yeah, roll. As uh, 
as the creature uh, shrieks and dissipates. Uh, Fifty-six is probably pretty safe. Oh no! Wasn't he supposed to roll at the beginning of his turn too? Uh, no, that was Roger. Roger. Yep. Oh my bad. So we'll we'll get there. So uh, Vigorn, um, what do you say as you kill this creature? And she screams and dissipates. That wasn't very nice. Yes, and as you say this, your hair falls out. <laughs> nice. Uh. <laughs> Vigorn, I didn't know you had such a perfectly shaped head. <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> you, your hair. You should donate it. All Roger right. visibly shudders as that is a nightmare of the Herringborn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, at the end of your turn, Raka, it's your turn. What would you like oh. to do? Um. Oh dear! So the the creature's dead. This is true. Is there anything else in the sarcophagus? Uh, I don't think it's been. Did we roll a athletics check to open it? Well, no, oh. she she basically would have appeared as soon as you entered the room. So, um, so uh, nope, there's just um, you, you would you would need to open the sarcophagus. Yep. OK, well, I guess I'll try that. Sure. Let's let's do it. Nope, not great. Oof. No, with everything going on, uh, Raka is uh, unable to open the sarcophagus. <laughs> All right, um, everyone. I uh, this one is extra heavy. Maybe, maybe a gopher can help me. Sure, I'll help. And I'll uh, that'll be the end of my turn here. All right, Roger, roll a d one hundred. All right, a thirty nine. You regain two d ten HP. <laughs> oh, great. So, Roger, you get 15 HP back. Ooh. Okay, maybe that's not so bad. All right. Anything else for Roger? Uh, well, he notices that um, uh, Raka and... Um, oh, God. Oh, I guess I can't actually see... Why can't I remember Mumble Mouth Gopher. <laughs> uh, Raka and Gopher are injured, and so he will. Um... Oh, I can't make that work. Okay, I'll just do uh, Healing Word Twinned. All right, casting a spell. I love it. <laughs> he hasn't learned. Oh, he, he has not learned, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so roll your healing word. Uh, we'll do one and then the other. Um, so I don't know. I guess that was Raka. Raka. And then uh, for Vigorn. No, Gopher. Or Gopher. 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 Yep. Seven for Gopher. Nice. And then roll a d100. Twelve. All right. Uh, roll a d10. Uh, 
an eight. All right. Uh, so, Roger, you feel this strange sensation as you grow eight inches. Ooh. Ooh. I'm five foot eight now. <laughs> nice. All right. Anything else for Roger? Uh, nope. Nope. That'll be my turn. All right. Oh, uh, I will say I did trip over something invisible on the floor. I don't know if anybody can do something about that. Alrighty, gopher. I mean, how are we still in turn base? Just a little confused. Uh, because at the beginning of each of Roger's turns, we're going to roll a d100. All right. Um, I suppose I should probably use my potion. Oh no, I only have like a really good one. Oh, there it is. We'll probably be resting soon. Well then, never mind. <laughs> or you know, or traveling to the next location. If Roger doesn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that. That's my turn. Alrighty. Uh, Vigorn. Alright, uh, I will walk over here and uh, oop, no, let me walk over there. Oh, I have all these things so I can escape. I'll walk over here. Uh, go one more space here. I'm trying to look at what Roger tripped over. Is there any sort of uh, thing I can do for that? Yeah, give me an investigation check at disadvantage. Virtual tabletop. Right, let's, uh, let's see if we can get that back found. Alright, hopefully that's found now. Uh, investigation check. Uh, we'll just take the, the lower number, F15. Uh, yep, so you find what Roger was talking about. It seems to be some sort of um, solid object at the base of the sarcophagus. Like, you're, you're able to trace to one side and then like you know you find like an edge or a corner and then you're, you're kind of like tracing the outline of this with your hands so you can tell that there's definitely something there uh, based, can't... based on the sensation it seems to be made out of like stone or something okay don't know what to do with that tablet shaped rod shaped bowl mm -hmm. shaped and then, uh, oh, sorry, what was that from? I was saying, <laughs> he said he found the edges. Is it tablet-shaped, rod-shaped, bowl-shaped, globe-shaped? Uh, like a, like a square. From, uh, from the sarcophagus, it seems like, you hear a voice that says, In the sarcophagus, I can help you. Okay. Um, I'm not the most athletic person, so, I mean, I could uh, try to lift the sarcophagus, but uh, I did it was uh, that uh, what I did enough for my action should I just end my turn? Yeah, the investigation check would have been Okay, I'll end my turn Alright, Raka Oh, it is my turn already, okay Um So there's something square shaped that Roger tripped over I'm going to uh, yell to you. Oh, uh, there's a voice in the sarcophagus. Uh, Try to lift that up. But now I am distracted by this square. 
<laughs> I didn't tell you about the square. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm having a daydream. Uh, Rocket's going to try to open up the sarcophagus one more time. Alrighty. This time from another another part of it to see if it's easier on this side. Yeah, trying to find like a, a handhold or something that gives you a little bit better, uh, more leverage. All right, and with that, you do find uh, an edge, and uh, Raka's uh, fingers uh, heave, and you're able to uh, uh, open the sarcophagus. Um, inside, you see a withered and mummified corpse, but atop of it is what looks like the hilt of a sword. Um, and as you open the sarcophagus lid, you hear, uh, again, a telepathic voice that says, Oh, thank goodness. I've been here for so long. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Where, where are you? I'm, I'm the sword. You're the sword. Oh, do you, are you looking for your home? I mean, no, I, my home is with... Uh, whoever uh, wields me against the darkness and the creatures of darkness. Oh. Gopher, do you want to attack the creatures of darkness? Just uh, don't leave me here, okay? Yeah, I can put a dagger or two on his neck. I mean, it's talking. I'm sure it's perfectly safe to wield. Oh, I'm very safe. I, I'm I'm very safe as long as you're not evil. You know what I mean. If you're if you're a creature of darkness, then you know I'm, I'm very fierce. But I oh. mean, if if you're if you're not a creature of darkness, then you know we can get along great. Yeah, like I get along. Uh, uh, Rocka will move out of the way for Gopher to come check it out if if he wants. Alrighty. Uh, and we'll go to Roger and go for on your turn can uh, move to check it out. All right, a 27 at the start of your turn. Uh, for the next minute, all of your spells with casting time of one action have a casting time of one bonus action. <laughs> would you like to cast a spell? No, Roger would like to bend over and pick up the invisible square. All right. It seems to be fastened to the floor. Oh, actually, uh, give me an investigation check at disadvantage because, well, not a disadvantage because you can see Vigorn kind of like touching the outlines uh, like a like a mime. You see Vigorn like touching something and exactly. gives you the, the, the outline of it. Um, but I think Vigorn moved away from it, right? Uh, no, I'm still standing there. So there. Okay. So, yeah. Um Okay, uh, so let's just say you can, like, Vigorn is giving you the outline of it. Um, you can try to find a point of leverage, but as, you, as you're checking it out, um, like, along the floor, you can feel that it is, uh, like, carved into the floor. So there's not going to be any lifting this thing. How about pushing? All right, you try pushing this thing that is solidly attached to the floor. <laughs> Give me an athletic track if you want. This will be amusing. It's not bad, but um, despite all of Roger's effort, it is definitely very attached to the floor and unable to be moved. Roger is now standing on an invisible square. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Gopher. They will move up theirs. Check on it. 
All right, you see the hilt of a blade. Or the hilt of a sword. We grabbed the hilt. All right, grab the hilt. Uh, it is the hilt of a sword. But you feel like the telepathic voice uh, that speaks to you uh, that speaks to you is louder. Uh, as it says, "Oh, hi. You're 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 not a creature of darkness, are you?" Yeah, I mean, my skin in it, but yeah. Like... <gasps> you're a creature of darkness? Nah. Oh. You're okay. Coming with me. You're coming with me. Okay. I mean, as long as you're going to strike down creatures of darkness, then then you know I'll hang at the, hang out with you for a while. Um, anything else for? Okay, so moving on to Vigorn. Uh, Vigorn, you you have the outline of this stone chest that is stuck to the floor. Stone chest that's stuck to the floor. Uh, let's see. Uh, could I, um, if it's a stone chest, uh, could I use one of my um, tools to try to open the chest? Uh, you did a investigation check with a 15, um, let's see. (laughs) Um, so it is unlocked and you kind of sense around until you find a mechanism. Um, and then with, uh, a twist, you hear like this grinding sound and then, uh, like the, the sound of a a pop, like a, a lid opening. Okay. Is there anything in the chest now that I opened it, or is it still invisible? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's fine to open the as it like a free action to interact with the, the chest. You open the lid, and inside you can see this kind of weird, um, like the chest is invisible, but you see this pile of coins and gems. Uh, there's a necklace, and there's a potion. I found uh, the treasure, everyone. But it seems to be just like floating there, like it's it's this odd like you can see it from above directly but like if if you're behind it the lid you know it's obscuring it and from the sides anyways can I uh, reach in and grab the treasure or try to take something out uh yeah you can start scooping up the treasure okay that's what I'll start doing um all right I'll point out the thin gold sheath covering the sarcophagus. Looks like it could be pried loose since it seems like it's made of gold. <laughs> uh, the stone chest has some stuff in it. So you are gathering that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. So we'll uh, skip ahead a bit and uh, just get to uh, skipping ahead to Rocka's turn. Rocky, you doing anything or helping scoop up the gold? Or maybe prying the gold loose. Yeah, yep. Working on that sheath. All right, Roger, it's your turn. Roll AD100, please. Oh, and and Raka is going to toss um, a, a piece of copper into that invisible chest to see if it, like, floats around. Uh, were, were you saying, like, there were things in the chest that were kind of floating there? Uh, be, because the chest is invisible, it's kind of like the coins and the gems and stuff oh, inside. It looks like it's right. floating. Yeah, yeah it's sure. that, that weird, like, okay, that's invisible, but the things inside of it aren't. But, like, what is actually, you know, 
trying to. Is it try- a Wonder Woman Invisible Plane situation? Yeah, basically. Okay. It, it, it would be so weird in real life to see something like that, just like a, a cube of of coins, but you can only see it from like the top. Um, okay. So uh, sixty-eight. Uh, so Roger, you you see Vigorn open this up and start scooping up coins, and Vigorn looks up at you and smiles. But for some reason, like you're looking at these coins, you're looking at the chest, and you look up, and Vigorn's fangs are elongated, his teeth are elongated, <laughs> and Vigorn's like, "Look what I found in the chest." <laughs> <laughs> Roger jumps up in the air about five feet, screams, and bolts for the stairs. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, go for. Yeah, and for the steps. Okay. Why um, can't I move my character? So, uh, go for. Are you purposely going near Roger, or? <laughs> I cannot move my my. Right. token. Yeah, it's it's Vigorn's turn, so that's probably why. I don't know, maybe. Um, so, it, go for if you're staying put, then we'll just roll like nine more D100s. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so, at the beginning of each of Roger's turns, we have to roll a D100. Something could happen. A fireball could go off, uh, it could turn into a potted plant, or something else could happen. If you're staying near Roger then something could conceivably happen to you. Um, so if you're just going to stay in the room while Roger scampers off, we'll just roll a D100 and see what happens, like nine times. Uh, I think he is asking, uh, you know, the old DM, are you sure you want to do that uh, question? Well, I guess I'm not sure that I want to do that. I, I'll just move in the room as far away from Vigorn as possible. You notice No, no, fear. it's not Vigorn. <laughs> it's Vigorn uh, it's Roger. Made the no- Roger made that noise? Yes, Roger is scared of Vigorn. Yes. Vigorn looks fine to you. <laughs> so only Roger heard Vigorn yes. sound like that. Okay, good. Well, then, yeah, I missed For the rest of you, P. was just saying, hey, guys, look what I found. <laughs> okay, so, Roger, you scamper away, roll some, we'll end initiative here, let's uh, roll, uh, like, 9d100s to see what happens. Uh, 39, you gain 2d10 hit points. A two, you can't do that one. A six, mm-hmm. uh, a Modron chosen uh, appears within five feet of you and just looks at you. A seventeen, uh, you grow a long beard made of feathers, and then you <laughs> sneeze and the feathers explode out of your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a seventeen, with a fifty-six, your hair falls out. With a ninety-nine. <laughs> Oh, it happened. You regain all expended sorcery points. Oh, nice. that's a good one. With eight, you cast fireball centered on yourself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, good thing I just got all those hit points back. Yeah. And you're a naked bunny now, so you're going to be tarred. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Roger. A, a, a hairless hair. Boom, boom, psh. <laughs> hey, it's only 10 fire damage. 
Um, okay, so your hair falls out. You're singed by fireball. Um, that was the 56. You did the 99, 99 for the sorcery. And then the 8 was the fireball. Uh, so a 60. You regain your lowest level expended spell slot. Oh, you get back a first level spell slot. Uh, with a 24, you're like, oh, I feel a little more powerful. Uh, and then you look down and you notice that your uh, now hairless skin has turned a vibrant <laughs> shade of blue. <laughs> Uh, with an 11, <laughs> roll a d10. No, the 11 is just me rolling hit points back then. Oh, okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha. 24 was the last one. So is that so all I am now one, bright two, blue. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, bright blue. <laughs> a bright blue hairless hair and gum. Oh, man. And we're on this other room, so <laughs> we don't even... <laughs> we're going to walk down to this <laughs> hairless blue hair and gun. We are out of initiative, so yeah, feel free to move around. I cannot move. Are you trying to go down? No, I'm trying to move out of the stairway, but it's not... I can't... Do the arrow keys on your keyboard work at all? There you go. Okay. So you all emerge from the hole in the ground to see this hairless blue creature standing before you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Roger, you look really different. What happened? I heard lots of explosives. Oh, I'm I'm sad. I'm feeling a bit blue. <laughs> I lost all my hair. <laughs> oh no! Hair today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> oh, so many times. <laughs> well, you uh, are a little more like Vigor now, because Vigor is also hairless. Yes, I don't have any hair. Oh, well, it's Paul, but he's have to stick together, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, three of you don't have hair. Gopher, you don't really look like you have hair. <laughs> uh, the sword hilt pipes up and says, I don't have any hair either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's good. Oh, by the way, Roger, uh, that chili I made last night, that was my mom's recipe. You need to be... Uh... Uh, careful about what you say about it. It was really powerful. (laughs) And I mean, I guess it sort of helped us down there. I mean, nobody we like died, right? That is true. Oh, except for uh, the the, the poor Eldritch Cannon. (laughs) We didn't like him anyway. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) All right. With that, we're a, half, <laughs> we're a half hour over time, but uh, I think this was good. We finished up this entire en- travel encounter, so next time we can go right into uh, whatever the, the future chapter holds. Um, so being experienced adventurers, if you wanted to, you know you could seal up the doors uh, and conceal yourselves in this hidden room and still be able to make it out. Um, and then by resting in that hidden room, take a long rest undisturbed. Yay! Great. All right. As long as we don't cast any spells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more spells. <laughs> this is true. Um, so with that, we'll wrap up our session there. All right. Great. Thanks so yeah. much. Thank you. Stuff. Mm-hmm. 
yes, so you have found the, the sword hilt you found, by the way, is for a story item uh, called Dawnbringer. Dawnbringer, uh, as you figure out after attunement, you figure out how to activate Dawnbringer, and you find that it is a sunblade. Oh, nice. But you can't take it out of the book. Um, so the, the, the magic item that it awards is not Dawnbringer itself, which is a, a sentient magic item. And now there's other sentient magic items. So I don't know why you couldn't have Dawnbringer and yet it's still listed as a story, uh, item rather than an item you can keep. Uh, but instead it converts into a sunblade. Okay. Um, let me check. Uh, I'll check the, the official server just to make sure, but I think, uh, I think that is still uh, in intact. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it looks like uh, I don't know how to pronounce their name, but uh, Mott. Yep, one of the ale admins. Uh, well, B's gone, so. Uh, yep. Yeah, basically. Um, all right. Let me search for Dawnbringer Ale General. Uh, let's see. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into this. I think it's just a Sunblade, but I'll I'll try to figure it out. Okay. Well, thanks for playing, everyone. So let's wrap it up there. And then... um... Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the game. The intro and outro music is titled Battle and was created by Symbol Bird. It is licensed under the Creative Commons license. You can find this music at soundcloud.com slash symbolbird slash battle. The music was edited by me. See you all next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 